0: Well said. Well said. Well
1: said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hello and welcome to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Bella, and on today's podcast, we have Art Nakamura, who is a pastor of missions and mercy ministries. And he has a heart for worship through singing, which he will talk more about. So welcome to the podcast, arc.
0: Well, thank you, Bella. It's a privilege to be here, and, and uh, I'm glad you're here to pick my brain and whatever left I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. So to begin the podcast, I want to just open up with an icebreaker, and your icebreaker is where is the most exotic place you've been?
0: Most exotic place I've been? Well, there's several places, but... Uh, India would definitely be a, a top two list that are uh, the islands south of uh, India. We we have a different name for it, and I won't say it on broadcast. But <laughs> anyway, we those were the two exotic places. But I'd say India, just the diversity.
1: Yeah, that's cool that you've been to India. Um, why were you there?
0: So we were sent out from the local church to India, and that's 20-plus uh, years ago. And we served there only for five years uh, and were called back to back to the sending church. And but those five years were a very sweet, uh, memorable time. And our our love for singing increased as a result of being in India because there's a their singing and celebration is uh, another level. Yeah, that's cool.
1: So. At the beginning, I mentioned that you are a pastor of Missions and Mercy Ministries. Can you just explain what that actually is?
0: Sure. So, missions and uh, fulfilling the Great Commission is definitely an area of uh, extreme interest and passion. And we have had the privilege of being both a sender and a supporter and being sent out as well to, as I mentioned, serving in India. But uh, overseeing missionaries and and preparing and sending out has also a great passion for my wife and I as we understand uh, some of the rigors that is required for missionaries. And so we desire to prepare uh, future missionaries. And in supporting missionaries, we certainly can empathize in some of the struggles that often takes place because of ministering cross-culturally. So... Yeah, our passion is there. The mercy side, um, I've kind of delegated that to another elder, but uh, uh, in overseeing the mercy ministries, just recognizing there are different needs within the body of Christ, and we've been able to come alongside to various families, and uh, the deacons have done a great job in trying to minister the needs there.
1: So can you share a little bit about yourself? Did you grow up a Christian in a Christian home? How long have you been a Christian? Maybe share your testimony a little bit.
0: Yeah. I did not know anything about the Bible or Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the first time I ever was exposed to any Christian church was, I remember uh, fifth or sixth grade that people would always, my fellow students would mention Sunday school. And I said, what is Sunday school? I went home and asked my dad. He says, would you like to go? And I said, sure. So he took me to a local church and uh, I thought, okay, that was different, and we never went again. I later found out that was a very liberal um, uh, church in the Seattle area where I grew up. I I didn't hear the gospel till my first year at the University of Washington, and uh, that was a challenge to my world view because the premise, or as the gospel was presented to me, that Jesus Christ is the only person who can save us from our sins, that God has sent forth His Son in Christ, that there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And I thought, wait a minute, that's radical, um, because the because I grew up in a Buddhist-believing uh, home, and that meant that everyone I knew, all my family, friends, relatives, uh, the implication was that if the gospel is true, that means everyone else that I know has... Have no hope uh, and but what I could not deny was the changed lives of people who I saw who were uh true followers of Christ, and I was compelled by the love of Christ that they had and the love for one another and That was a very compelling testimony as I studied and read the Word of God for the next four months and attended as many Bible studies and fellowships that just there was a compelling draw of changed lives and and so that several months later somebody gave me a bible Uh, the person who shared the gospel gave me a bible Um, i started reading asking questions and several months later uh, came to realize that i needed to not only confess but to repent and that Mm -hmm. repentance was significant coming from a buddhist uh, background as well as a in in a japanese culture where Buddhism is kind of there's a syncretism of uh, incorporating a um, worship of ancestors and to and being the oldest son to uh, announce that I will no longer follow the rituals and practices nor worship the ancestors of the past and and that was very hard for my parents to hear but I knew that either I was going to follow Christ or follow back to what I had been raised with.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a powerful story. And like what Jesus said is you have to be willing to hate your father and mother and follow Jesus.
0: Yeah. And that was uh, certainly challenging because uh, um, the first people I shared were my two brothers and sister and besides my parents and, and then my friends and family and yeah, just God has been gracious over the years, seeing different ones, including my, all my siblings now are followers of Christ, uh, and some relatives as well, and and some friends. But yeah, er, that was radical message um, right. for my for my life.
1: Yeah, that's that's crazy. Is there a part of your journey to becoming a Christian that makes singing important to you and have an impact on you?
0: Great question. That. Um, I assume after uh, announcing that I wanted to be a follower of Christ, there was a draw to be a part of a local church, and I wanted to be a part of a church where there was uh, both the teaching of the Bible and a sense of community, and I found it in a church up in Seattle uh, that had an interesting name, FBC as well, but it was Faith Bible Church, and uh, there was a, what was compelling was this church was— pretty simple. I met at a house that was converted into a worship center and their love for Christ through the preaching of the word or teaching the word as well as singing hymns. And that was my first exposure to singing of hymns and singing worship. And I've always loved music, though I'm not a musician. it's, It's amazing how songs of the past can come back to mind and My kids used to laugh at me when I'm in the store and I hear an old song I hadn't heard and I would recall the lyrics. Music has been a special part of my life, but I have no real talent in that arena. But hymns I I came to love and appreciate because the ones who I was following that I saw their their zeal and their love for Christ, Um, hymns played an important role to steady their souls.
1: What do you think is the importance and purpose of singing worship songs?
0: Yeah, great question. Bella. I just think that the the singing, uh, the means that God has provided in singing, is a way of expressing our gratitude, uh, uh, exalting uh, Christ, and and. Sh- In worship not only uh, corporately but privately as well and God has gifted men and women over the ages to express their gratitude for God's uh, his beauty his work his uh, intercession in our lives and his truth and in the form of uh, poetry and song and so music plays a, a way to capture that emotionally and to not only to sing one, to one another, but to retain a little more easier. Uh, I think kids retain uh, lyrics or Bible passages through through music, and uh, I it's amazing. I you know memorizing nursery hymns or, or childhood songs, but uh, you don't remember anything else that was taught early mm-hmm. on. But you do remember uh, songs, and uh, I think that's just the gift that God has provided for us to retain truths. Especially if it's directed, God were that way.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. I've definitely seen that growing up. You do remember a lot of the songs more than other things sometimes.
0: Could I add something to yeah. that? Um, I love history, and early in my Christian life, reading the life of different saints, and uh, I know Fox's Book of Martyrs was a played a big role uh, formation of of my life and but to read about saints and and you read it in the book of acts that those who were imprisoned who were whose life was threatened or martyred that they were able to sing the praises of uh, of christ Mm -hmm. who called them out of darkness into his marvelous light and i thought how does how does that work and i said no way could i do that but i've been in different situations where um, intense times where the spirit all i can attribute is the um, spirit Helping me to recall His truth and to even sing and and give thanks, so I, I I say that music plays an integral role for the Christian life. So I'm a big advocate of that.
1: Yeah. What do you think is the difference makes singing different from the other spiritual worships? And then what are the other spiritual worships?
0: Sure. Well, let me answer the spiritual. Um, Services or uh, spiritual disciplines uh, through prayer, through reading, through meditation, through um, evangelism. There's different ways of expressing both corporately and privately. Music just incorporates more of our emotions, both Mm -hmm. of sadness and gladness. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something special and unique about music that draws out our emotions uh, of of crying out to God I think of just be still my soul the lord is on my side bear patiently you know in through cross uh, um, or pain leave to thy God and there's just when you think of these lyrics of that are um, their ability to capture what we may often feel or we are going through and and they just better express it than I could ever conjure up. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I'm i appreciative of of the hymns, especially. And even current songs that capture kind of what I may be feeling, but I just don't know how to articulate it as well. And that's kind of why even secular music is popular, because they they capture the human heart or feeling. But what makes Christian songs, and particularly hymns, is, is that, um, we're incorporating God's truth and really speaking about God's character. So there's an objective look as well as a subjective look of God.
1: Yeah. In the realm of Christian songs, you know, there are some songs that they they do so obviously honor God and talk about God. And it's so easy to sing and think of God. But then there are also some other songs where maybe God isn't really mentioned, but it's a Christian artist. What would you say is the importance of singing songs that actually do talk about God and bring Him glory?
0: Well, I think just by noting that um, bringing God glory, I think the more we can express our uh, of magnifying or lifting up the name of Christ, uh, that aspect of Worship is saying the person I'm singing is worthy of praise, and so there can be Christian artists and write songs about life and their feelings or of whatever they're going through, but worship songs oftentimes uh, what what makes it even more special is that it's taking away from um, our our views or directing our attention to God's truths, God's character, his attributes, his sovereign purposes, even when you're going through life or pain, going through difficulties, there's kind of that leave to that God to order and provide you, There's a sense of, I'm entrusting you because not only are you worthy, but you're trustworthy. You've proven um, over time that you, you have been faithful. And so I can trust you in the days ahead.
1: Yeah. And then, kind of along the lines of that question, what makes a song good or bad?
0: I do think there's a bit of subjectivity about good or bad, but perhaps what makes it enduring, uh, enduringly good, is is that there's a content that uh, captures both the truth of God and His character, as well as one's current uh, predicament or circumstances, yeah, there's, there's a bit of both the poetry, because there are certain songs that are hymns, and I think of this maybe perhaps generational, that some may not find that the music is, is contemporary or uh, attractive, but the lyrics, and I appreciate the recent resurgence of um, capturing the lyrics, but maybe um, having a different tune, and I can appreciate that, that mm-hmm. um, there's a desire to contemporized that way there are yet there are some songs that uh, have an enduring quality even though it may sound a bit archaic or um old but but it can it can be uh, spruced up maybe a um, up-tempo or um but maybe to answer your question once again uh, as far as endurance or what makes it so good is that um it has been a means to bless People of um, over several generations, and I think that's um, really unique to see. Um, I was introducing a song uh, Monday night through the training center, The Church is One Foundation, and I discovered that hymn was um, um, composed by a young minister who saw the effects of false teaching into a church. Mm-hmm. and. And recognize that the church has weathered a lot of attacks uh, in terms of its uh, orthodox teaching, and yet the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord, um, and and that um, it just is consistent with Jesus's promise that He will build His church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And so that when you read the lyrics or sing the lyrics. We usually sing four stanzas, but there's a fifth stanza that really speaks about the attacks on the church. And we don't corp- generally incorporate that stanza, but but I've appreciated the truth of that. And so just trying to impress upon the students that, that to find the history of some of these hymns in the formation will help even uh, gain a greater appreciation for those hymns.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you think that it is... Does it matter if you listen to a band or songs by written by a certain person, if the person's life doesn't glorify God or they support things that go against what God says?
0: Wow Bella, you're asking great questions and at your age, I wish I had that kind of wisdom um, to even think about that. but it's an important question to ask is in terms of author, and their credibility and their life. So there are a lot of songs that can be, uh, musically attractive. Again, there's a bit of subjectivity that we're all drawn to different types of music genres, but in terms of life and character, I think if we take the time to understand their belief systems or their, uh, in supporting certain type of musicians, we're going to, you may f- find yourself supporting their life and lifestyle if you're purchasing their music or mm-hmm. subscribing to their podcast or whatever you download you're paying for it and but more importantly, maybe it's the uh, amount of time and influence I, I think of romans twelve two that do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and there's an element of if if a an author who may write poetic lyrics but his his or her life and lifestyle really opposes God. It, it raises the question we ought to seriously consider why are we supporting their habit and their lifestyle um, so but each um, each of us have to face an account for that and in terms of a stewardship of time and resources.
1: Yeah that's a great good, question. yeah that's a good answer. And then, kind of wrapping up the conversation, what would you tell someone who doesn't sing or doesn't see an importance in singing?
0: Well, singing is we we find throughout the scriptures of uh, of not only it's not talking about uh, your singing skills, but making a mm-hmm. joyful sound and uh, and speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs making melody in your heart, there's an element of singing. It's You're singing perhaps both the audience of one, in other words, you're singing to God, uh, but in singing to others, and I, I don't claim to have a great voice, but I know I, I have ministered to d- different ones' bedside when they're uh, hospitalized or they're downcast, and um, to come along and sing God's truth, not only reading God's word, but singing. Uh, and I'm just mindful of that. First uh, Samuel, as David was able to minister before becoming a king, uh, as a young man to minister to King Saul. And I, there's something about music that God has provided as a gift to comfort uh, those who are ailing. And I can testify, I I've been just even recently being the day before the person passed away to sing a hymn together and and it really ministered to that person's uh, soul and one of the things is i've said this at church often and that is as we sing together we're all it is is dress rehearsal for what we're going to do for all eternity because we know that we will be singing for all eternity uh, worshiping God, because worthy is the Lamb who was slain. And so all that we do, be mindful that that it is dress rehearsal. If you're not enjoying it now, you're probably not going to enjoy it in the future. But if you are enjoying it now, it's going to be so much greater, because I'll have new bodies and a new body and hopefully a better voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what are some good resources, then, for someone who does want to enjoy singing and learn more of the importance of singing? Uh,
0: certainly, there are uh, resources that I would endorse. I, I have appreciated the um, husband-wife team uh, through Getty Music, Keith and Kristen Getty. Uh, they're f- from Ireland, and they have... R- reinvigorated the love for hymns as they have updated some of the hymns and created new songs but uh, they do it in a way that seeks to uh, pr- promote worship i've appreciated sovereign grace music uh, as in in years past I, I loved maranatha music that came out of the calvary chapel movement uh, just to appreciate yeah i still sing a lot of Mar- maranatha songs and there many of them are just scripture based and it's it's one way of hiding god's word in my heart uh hymns of grace is a recent um through grace community church um, city of light a um, a group down in australia down under Uh, (laughs) and but uh, i tend to sing uh, the hymns of old and yeah I, i sing them to my family to my wife to Uh, or even alone there have been many times over the years uh, just uh, as I was wrestling through walking the Christian life or uh, being a part of a uh, a church that was going astray and and I would sing truth to myself to be still my soul the Lord is on my side bear patiently through cross grief Mm -hmm. or pain so
1: yeah Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed it and your answers were great. And I'm sure that everybody else is going to love it too and learn something. So thank you for coming on. Well,
0: thank you for the invitation. Blessings to you.